fui malo. Bruto é o pastor de festivário. E a interpretação sempre negativa. Sempre negativa. Nunca positiva. Hello, welcome to Siempre Positivo on Friday, June the 10th. Hope you're enjoying your summer. Just a quick podcast to reflect on, well, on a couple of things, but mainly on the women's season with Maria Ticas, the journalist from Diario Sport. She joined us to talk about the play of the season, performance of the season, the highs of the season, the lows of the season, and also about a star new signing coming into the to the women's team next season. So, so that was interesting. She spoke with me and Rick, who is here with me now. Rick, Rick, hello. Hello. Um, prior to that, me and Rick also spoke about things that had happened at, at Barcelona this week. That's available over on the extended version of this episode on Patreon, where we're producing content throughout the summer. There'll be sporadic episodes here on, on what do we call this platform? Just on free, free to air, on free to air. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Everywhere. Stitcher. I don't even know if anyone has Stitcher, but, but I often hear podcasts say Stitcher. So that them too. So this will this will be a free episode with you know the, a look at the look back on the women's season, a very successful season despite the defeat in the Champions League final. But on the extended episode on Patreon, we also spoke about what did we speak about, Rick? We spoke about loads of things from Joan Laporta, the budget to his meeting with Jorge Mendes at Via Veneto, the sort of food they have in Via Veneto, as well as what was on the menu for Barca, which might be banana. Silva might be Nico leaving or not, as the case may be, and also about Frankie de Jong's future, which is obviously the hot potato at the moment. Yeah, well, no hot potatoes on the menu at Vivanetta, though. No, no potatoes. There must be potatoes there. Well, probably some potatoes, but but not bravas. Yeah, mainly meat and fish. Um, so yeah, so if you want to hear us talk about that, that's available over at Patreon now. That's already been been published and available to listen to. We also have more content coming up on there next week. We've got an interview with Aviv Levy, who used to used to work at Barcelona and who was the architect of that famous Antoine Griezmann celebration. So that will be coming up next week. Um, there's also the season review from from the men's from a couple of weeks ago. That's available over on Patreon as well. Q and A from this week's Q&A over there. This week, this week's Q and A. But for now, we'll hand over to we'll hand over to ourselves. But joined by Maria Ticas from Diario Sport. Now we're going to take a look back at the Barca Femini campaign. I imagine this episode will be a lot more positive than the men's end of season awards we did last week. Jonathan Geraldez's side won the league without dropping a single point, not just an unbeaten season, but they won 30 games out of 30, scoring 159 goals and letting in just 11. They also romped to Copa de la Reina victory with a 6-1 win over Sporting Huelva. Only the Champions League eluded them with that 3-1 defeat by Leon in Turin, denying them another treble. Maria, we're really happy you're joining us. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to be here. It's uh, an honour. That's a pleasure for us as well. And you've just broken some news on Diario Sport about a new signing, right? Um, Yeah, it's uh, Jose Ferreira, uh, the uh, top scorer uh, next to Oshoala from Barcelona this season and I think uh, it's a really um, top uh, signing for for Barcelona because um, with the departure of Lique Martins and and maybe of Jenny Hermoso, um, they wanted to uh, strengthen their uh, offensive uh, line and it's a top player with um, 
like really effective uh, 20 20 goals this season and it's amazing yeah. where do you think she will play mostly because I guess Licky obviously Martin's obviously played through the left Jenny's more of like a number 10 there's a Shrala through the middle is, is JC more of like a, a number 9 number 10 can she play wide as well um, I think she's more number 9 but I think that this team uh, with with the uh, with Jonathan Giralde, the new coach this season, um, has proved that there are many players who can play like in different positions uh, and they are more uh, capable of adapting uh, to the different scenarios that, that are uh, facing. And I think that mainly in the nine position, I think it depends also if Jenny is finally leaving the club, that I think she is. Um, but and it depends on the final, um, the final players that will be uh, next season. But I think she will be the the nine, the playing uh, as a nine, and maybe in other positions like maybe left wing or or right wing. But I think the nine is her best position. Yeah. And there's obviously some upset at the club, I guess, about the way Martins has chosen to leave. Looks like he's going to sign for Paris Saint Germain. I don't think it's official yet. And just on Jenny as well, um, do you think it will be her decision if she leaves? Is there an offer for her or is there a feeling that perhaps, you know, it's time for her to move on? I mean, she's received a little bit of criticism, I guess, recently for some of her performances. Um, yeah, I think that Lika, uh, I understand uh, that she wants to be close to not only um, his fiancé, but also uh, her family. They are they are uh, in in Netherlands and... It's like they have to catch a plane to come here. And I think that she, now her priority is to be close to her family. And if she goes to Paris, uh, it's it's closer to to Netherlands. And also maybe his, uh, her fiancé can play like other clubs, either in France or Belgium or or the Netherlands, but close, close to Paris. And I understand like her decision, but of course not uh, how she has uh, treated Barcelona uh, recently because um, I know that Barcelona has tried to find a solution, uh, tried to uh, search a team for her fiance here, like not Barcelona, not in Barcelona, but uh, Nastic, Girona, Sabadell, uh, even Andorra, that it's from Pique. Um, and and this is not the way to to do things because she didn't uh, respond to the Barcelona's offer uh, until she was um, she has uh, had already signed for for PSG and the club uh, was aware that she was uh, going to PSG because of the media uh, and not because of her that she told them. And I think that this is like why the club is upset with her, not because of her decision that it's totally com- comprehensible, but uh, the, the manners. And regarding Jenny, uh, I think that she came uh, she came as a star like two years ago, and she was uh, really helpful. She was uh, such an important player to, to the team. But this year, uh, she she was uh, supposed to be the second best player of the world uh, after Alexia, and she was not uh, at the level that people expected. Um, 
she was really she she had a lot of injuries like um she was uh, so exhausted uh she wasn't physically uh, okay to play and and just because she is a star uh people think she was supposed to play but not because she was doing well and that she deserved and i think this is uh why there are a lot of opinions and some people consider that she's a great player and she has done really well and there's a part of the of people that says that that she was not at the level expected I love that detail about um, Barca looking for a club for for, for Lika Martins's fiance in in Catalonia. Um, that's a great little detail. Just on Jenny as well. Is it possible then that she could cross the divide and go to Real Madrid? Uh, I I have uh, some information that she uh, has offers from Atletico de Madrid that she she was she's closer to sign for Atletico, but at the last minute she had. Uh, Offers from Real Madrid that yeah, it has been interested on her like for a long time, uh, so I don't know what with uh, what will happen. I don't know if she will uh, depart. Like I don't know, but uh, she has to. She wants to make a decision uh, before going with the national team that they are uh, joining. She's joining the national team. I think this Sunday afternoon. So maybe today or tomorrow uh, they uh, they will know something about her decision. And you mentioned Alexia Puteas there, which I think is a good player to bring us around to our awards for the season because the first one is player of the season. And it's pretty hard to look past Alexia with 34 goals, 18 assists. And she's a midfielder. So like it's, it's more incredible. It's even more incredible. And I think like people... People say that she uh, hasn't been better than last season, and I think she, of course, has. Like the numbers are incredibly better, um, and I don't think like any player of the world uh, has these numbers. And and she's so decisive in in the game. Like she's the most important player um, of the team. And maybe I think it depends on the on the Euro this uh, this summer. Uh, I don't know if Spain uh, could win the the trophy, and I think that when when there is a World Cup or or something like this, uh, it's uh, it's really important in order to uh, choose who is the best player in the world. So it depends, I think, on the on the Euro this summer. But I think that for now it's between Alexia, maybe Hederberg that. She has come back for, from injury uh, this year and she has proved that she's still amazing with Leon. And I think it's between between them. Yeah, I think Alexia was Barca's best player this season. I mean, I wouldn't have seen games as extensively as you, but the games that I did see in the league, you know, the big games, the Champions League games and stuff, Alexia always stands out. I think also an honourable mention from my part would go to Patri. I think she's had a good season. I quite enjoy watching her. And also like... Not for player of the season, but I, I really enjoy watching Mappy Leon play just because of the way she sort of she's so uh, aggressive, the way she steps forward and tries to make interceptions and, and read the game. So they would perhaps be my three. I think that uh, I'm totally I totally agree with that, and also I would add uh, Aitana that she she's better than last year. She's more mature. Uh, I don't know, like she she's better, and I think that 
Alexei Tana, Mapi, and Patri are for me the best players of the team, and of course Alexia the best. Move on to our second award, which is Barca's goal of the season. There's a lot of contenders given they scored well over a hundred goals. It's like um, there are many goals that I can like remember all of them, but I think that uh, the ones that in Camp Nou, uh, Hansen's goal was amazing to uh, in the second Camp Nou game against Wolfsburg. Uh, and I don't remember, but also uh, there, there was a one in Champions League, uh, I think group stage, uh, Liga Martins. I don't know, it was against Hoffenheim or Kuk. It was amazing goal. Uh, there are many great goals this season. Yeah, when we were preparing, I said to Rick that the one that stood out for me because of the occasion, like you say, I'm sure there would have been in some of those big league wins, lots of great goals, but was that Hansen goal, just, you know, the skill to, to come, the move and then the skill to come back and the finish. Um, Claudia Pina has scored a couple of long range ones. She seems to love an early strike. She said a couple that they stayed in. I remember coming off the bench. I don't know if it was against Atletico or Real Madrid. Maybe it was against Real Madrid when Barca won the league. She came off the bench and scored a screamer from the edge of the box. Obviously, she scored that one in the Champions League as well at Camp Nou, which was quite good. But yeah, that Hansen one was the one that stayed with me. But maybe just because I'm biased towards Carolina Graham Hansen. <laughs> it's also like a FIFA goal. The way she sort of burst into the box and then just like so smoothly came back inside and then curled into the top corner. And I'm glad that she scored that goal because maybe she's not taken into account uh, when when individual awards are 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 they made decisions. Uh, she's always like forgotten, and and I'm glad that she she scored that goal because she. She deserved, and and a lot of people like that only watch uh, Champions League games and important games and not the league games. Uh, discovered that she's a player with a lot of talent, and and of course uh, that she's capable of scoring nice goals. Yeah, it seems crazy that she's overlooked in individual awards because she does so much in the final third in terms of like she's fun to watch, she beats players, she runs at players, she sets up goals, she sometimes scores goals. Usually when you talk about players being overlooked for individual awards, it's usually because they're, you know, a player like, you know, like Patry who doesn't do so much in terms of the attacking third, even though she she has scored a few goals and had that incredible effort in the Champions League final. But, you know, players who do sort of more the hidden work. But yeah, it's crazy that, that Graham Hansen doesn't get the recognition. Yeah. I think maybe this uh, year uh, she's like at least nominated, but I don't know. I'm not sure. It depends on the on the year as well. Yeah, and onto the third category: game of the season or performance of the season. Well, I don't know where you start here because they had eight nil wins. They beat Sevilla ten one, beat Real Sociedad nine one, beat Atletico seven nil in the Spanish Super Cup final. What what was Barca's best performance of the season? I think, and I'm. Pretty sure that many people will agree that the game against Wolfsburg at Camp Nou, uh, I think it it was perfect. Or just they, they uh, Jill Roard uh, scored the goal against against Barca, but uh, it it was a, a perfect game. Uh, like it was uh, in, like incredibly uh, nice to watch the game, and uh, also the. The Camino was uh, was amazing, like cheering all the time. Uh, the performance of each player individually and, and as a group uh, was excellent. And I think that I think that that game was the best. 
Yeah, I think the Wolves, that first 45 minutes against Wolfsburg were definitely the best I saw Barca play this season. But I still, not in terms of performance, but in terms of game, I think just because it was the first time and because it was against Real Madrid, perhaps the, the atmosphere and the occasion of the first game at Camp Nou perhaps stays with me. And also I think the group stage games against Arsenal were good as well, especially at the Johan Cruyff in the first sort of 60 minutes. Arsenal came into a bit in the second half, but Barca literally had like over sort of 10, 15 shots in the first half, complete possession. It was a real complete performance against an Arsenal side who at the time hadn't lost a game and were top of the Premier League in England. And everyone was like, this is going to be a big test. And Barca, as they have done so often in these big games, completely blew them away. Yeah, I think that there have been like many, many good games and it's difficult to choose one. But I agree the ones you said, they are maybe the most, uh, even, yeah, most perfect games that the team has played. Move on to moment of the season, and I, for me, and I obviously only went to a, a couple of the women's games, so not that big of a sample size. But the moment where it was revealed in the Real Madrid game that the crowd was a world record for me was just absolutely massive. What do you think? I have to tell, I was there and and I cried like, like it, it was so emotional. Um, it was like I I could imagine that that the, the record uh, could be broken. But because because they were like uh, they, they did they weren't saying that how many uh, people how what was the the number of people that that were there uh, and I and I was thinking like by myself they are not saying that because they are going to say that it's a world record and and the moment like it appeared to be, and, and it was told like I I remember that the players like stopped playing and started to to. Like they stopped playing and, and to clap and, and and to say thanks to the, to the people that were there and and it was amazing and, and and I totally agree that it's the moment of of the season because it's like it's more than winning trophies it's it's that the the Barcelona is winning and 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 women's football is winning and and women in general are winning so it was. A, the most special moment I think for them too yeah it was a real goosebump moment and like you say being at the stadium because it was such an early kickoff there was kind of not disappointment but there was a little bit like oh because at the start of the game there was probably maybe sort of 60,000 there which would still have been amazing but people were like because all the tickets had gone they were like oh it's not quite going to do it but then because it had been that early kickoff and people were finishing work and stuff and people were slowly coming like you say I think that sort of delayed the announcement and they were like how many people are are coming in because my my girlfriend went with our little daughter but they left after about 60 or 70 minutes because she was just just so tired and had to go home and they said they were leaving and people were still coming in and then um yeah got the announcement obviously I think it must have been close to 90 minutes and it was just uh, it was an incredible moment yeah very much a mesquion club moment like you were pointing out like more than just trophies or or football something that sort of goes through society as a whole Back to football, though, we'll do signing of the season. And there are only three signings, really. Ingrid Engin, Fridolina Rolfo and Irene Paredes. So who, who do you make the signing of the season? I think that a lot of people would tell Irene Paredes and I would say Rolfo because I, I like Paredes was a, a really nice, a really um, nice signing. And she... Uh, she was she she has done a great season, but I think that Fridolina Rolfo no one expected that she uh, would fit uh, so well in the team, uh, and I think that it was a surprise for everyone, and that way I would say her. Yeah, I would agree with Rolfo. I love watching Rolfo play. I love how she's sort of adapted and taken on this role at left back when she is a winger, and how 
we spoke to her a couple of times on this podcast and I just, I just love her energy as well. And yeah, she's such an asset to Barca as, you know, as an attacking left back. I think she's had a phenomenal season. Yeah, I agree. The surprise of the season could be good or bad. It could be a game or a player or a specific moment or anything like that. What would you say? I think that it was not the surprise, but we, we already do like the, the best moment was uh, when the record was announced. And it was a surprise because I, I didn't think like at the beginning of the season or like one year before that and anyone could expect that. It was quite impossible and it was really done. So I think that it was like the best moment and like the surprise. And also the signing of, of Rolfo, it was a surprise to how well she fitted uh, in the team. Yeah, for me, perhaps the surprise because I didn't know much about her as being Pinya and how much she's done in the sort of the second half of the season and how well how many goals she scored and how much she's contributed after her loan at Sevilla. I didn't quite expect that because um, I hadn't seen a lot of her before. So maybe throw that one in the mix as well. Yeah, I I agree, but I I like I really I already know how she what she was capable of and and it was not quite a surprise for me, but I I agree that she. Uh, she came back here uh, knowing that it was really difficult to play in this team, that the level is uh, so high and that she needed to earn uh, these minutes. And she, for me, she she did it so well. And and also I would say maybe Jana, uh, the, the games she played in the Supercopa against Real Madrid and Atletico de Madrid, Jana was like, for me, the best player both games. And it was also quite a surprise. Not a surprise because I know that she's so talented and that she will have a future here. But I think that it was quite a surprise that she was the best of those games. I agree with you, Maria, on the attendance thing. Not because it was a surprise that it was going to be that that many people because we saw that the tickets were sold out. But just the fact that the two biggest games at Camp Nou this season in the men's or women's team were both the, the women's games at Camp Nou. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like the different situations because uh, the prize and the it's different. Like there are no uh, there were tickets on sale and, and not uh, all tickets are on sale when the when the men's game like there there have uh, their memberships and it's the logistics is different. But it was amazing like the, that there were more people in women's games than the men's games and the last one is a little bit of a low note actually the, the sort of the the most biggest disappointment yeah, of the season <laughs> I guess there's one clear obvious game which is the Champions League final yeah but I think that it it would it could have been better I, I don't think like that Lyon is still better than Barca I think that actually Barca if not better it's like really same level than Lyon but that game and it was not, was not they, they weren't, no, no one was uh, playing well. And I think that they lo- even lost the game before uh, going to the, to the pitch because I think that it was something mental that, that they didn't believe in themselves um, and that they didn't be- really believe that they could win Leon. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, it's hard to no, no, it's not hard to pick a low moment. They've only lost two games, and you know, <laughs> that one against Wolfsburg. Even though it was disappointing because it ended a 45-game winning run in all competitions, it obviously came with their place 
pretty much sealed in the final. So it was kind of, if, if anything, it felt like a good way to lose, to lose a game and to not have to worry about this unbeaten run anymore. But yeah, obviously the final was, I guess, yeah, it's hugely disappointing. I mean, just because, you know, they've still got that monkey on their backs now having never beaten Leon. but at least it gives them something to, to aim for next season. Yeah, totally. And it's disappointing because we know that they can do better, not because they didn't reach uh, or they didn't win or they didn't even compete. But it's because we know that they can do better. We'll finish on a more positive note. What are you excited for next season? I think the next season will be exciting because uh, other teams are are more competitive and more competitive, and and the level will be like higher. And it will be nice to see uh, more more. I don't know, like that that it's more balance everything and and I think that there's a lot of work to do to improve and to to compete to win the, the champions finally. All right, thank you very much Maria. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.